Yeah. So how was the hurricane, Andrew? Yeah, hurricane how was... was great. You know, it's kind of like you build up all this emotion and anticipation oh, and you don't like really want anything it. to happen. Like you don't, you because that's, that's really terrible. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, oh, we're not done it. Like, could it be a little bit rougher outside? Could the wind be a little bit stronger? That's terrible to say. But like, so we, we had like, I don't know, 40 to 60 mile an hour winds, which really isn't that big a deal. It's a big deal because it's, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours. It just keeps going and going and going versus like a little storm rolling through. Our biggest um, thing that happened, so I'm in Tampa Bay by the beaches. One, I was, we have the um, Alexis, the show, the ones with the screen. Ter they're terrible, by oh, the way. Yes. I think the I know Echo yeah. Show. Echo Show, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it shows like the news and I'm like, all these words they use are just like, oh my goodness. Like the mm -hmm. rest of the world thinks we're, we're like, we're dead. It's <laughs> awful. Um, and, and it's like far from the truth, basically, basically. So we Meanwhile, have golf people in Florida are actually riding rafts down. Yeah. They're like having fun, taking mm -hmm. pictures, trying to get, there's now like kind of viral spots that will always flood and side note, they flood like anytime anyways. Mm -hmm. So of course a hurricane comes by and it looks really cool and it floods all over the place, but it's in a flood anyways. So fortunately yeah. everything was all good. The kids had three days off of school, which is insane. Nice. Hurricane days. Great. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully there aren't too many more or else I have to make them up and we start earlier, we get out sooner. So that's kind of annoying for summer plans where we, we plan everything. But I mean, I feel like it's the summit is coming up and then that means there's a hurricane. So hopefully <laughs> this is works. one that's out of the way. Um, I'm like, oh, it's going to Julie. It's going to Julie. Cause mm -hmm. y'all usually get it bad up there. I, Louisiana that's compared somebody, to us. It either hits Andrew or it hits me in Louisiana or yeah. somehow it goes to Texas, which has happened yeah. a few times too, but. So far, we've been lucky this year, but, you know, knock on wood. So in Oklahoma, yeah. when I lived in Oklahoma, it was always when the weather guy pulled out his sparkly tie. That meant oh, we no. were for sure getting hit with a tornado. Um, that is party that tie? Night. Yeah, it was like they were like oh, so excited. Yeah. And it's like, well, don't be quite this excited. See, tornadoes are this. terrifying You're to me. You're a little me. too excited about them. Yeah. Tornadoes aren't like, oh, we have a couple days to plan. And like, if it gets really bad, we could at least for us, like if it were to be really, really bad we could go like 20, 30 miles east and you're fine. Like it's still going to be really bad weather, but you know, the hurricane force winds aren't, you know, as big as like the hurricane going through the whole Southeast. Like it's like, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 miles from the center. So we could just go towards Orlando where the builder show is and be fine if it's, it's hitting really rough for us, but a tornado. Hmm. Like here I am. Yeah. There's definitely yeah, more warning with the hurricane. But it's hard yeah. for me because the hurricanes are like, should we go? Shouldn't we go? What's everybody else yeah. doing? What's are they song? leaving? Should, I stay should we should leave? Yeah. yeah. So that's hard for me because we're, you know, newish down here. Six years, I guess. Yeah. And after all, you get used to it. I'm sure there's, mm -hmm. I think there's a paradox name for that where like you prepare, you prepare, you prepare, nothing mm -hmm. happens. Eventually you're like, we're not doing anything. No one put their shutters up in our street, uh, which the last oh. storm, everyone's like, hey, you need help. Hey, you need help. And now we're like, forget that. Mm -hmm. But what it did make me realize talking to people the next day. So we're in a uh, 2019 KB Home 3285. That'd be our floor plan name. <laughs> okay. Really creative. Sounds like a car. Um, other than the defective flap on our um, vent in our bathroom that keeps like rats out, I guess. I don't know. That like when it went, when there's wind, it's like super mm -hmm. annoying, just like tapping mm -hmm. on the house. Yeah. Other than that noise, like dead quiet. I mean, you heard the storm, like but it didn't wake us up. So I'm like, this would be perfect marketing if someone wanted to even approach hurricane marketing with building, but it's a, it's a reality down here in Florida. 
yeah. everyone else I talked to was like, oh my gosh, that storm was so loud. The wind was howling. I'm like, hmm, it was really quiet in our house. They're like, do you have new windows? I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, what brand did you get? I'm like, I don't, whatever, like fit the margins for the builder, which I'm sure they're, they're nice. They hit code, but they're not going to be super premium windows at all. But even then, like it was quiet. Like that's worth it. As far as we have three kids, they didn't even wake up as the thing passed by. So a big selling point um, for us Florida people, for sure, is just like a little bit, a little bit of ease and peace and quiet. So yeah, let's well let's jump into uh, into um, story time. Actually, let's get this thing started. Welcome to Marketproof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. So welcome to episode 301. I'm the ad doctor, Andrew Peake, and with me today is Beth Russell and Julie Garnian. How are y'all? Hi. We're here. 301. 301. We, we didn't start a new season. We talked about it, but we're at 301. We got to keep going. We got to hit 1,000. That's the next mm-hmm. worth mentioning number, I think it's 1,000. 500. 500. Yeah. Okay. Just over 500. Like it was 500. nothing. 500. Mm-hmm. It's like anniversary dates. Like which ones count? Like we'll be 13 years in February. Like doesn't count, right? 13, 15 is the <laughs> next like one. It's like unlucky number 13. It's like the yeah. elevator Ooh. floors. You just oh, skip no. 13. Maybe we skip it then. I'll tell her that. Mm-hmm. See, we don't have to I do anything for it. Our builder yesterday during our walk was like talking about how he was only married once and he will only ever be married once, but it's because he got a divorce and he never wants to get remarried. And I was oh, like, gosh. well, how many years have you been, oh. were you married? And he goes, 13. Oh, and no. Mike and I look at each other because <laughs> next year is 13 for us Y'all are too. Fr- oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I forgot. Yeah. Mm. We're like, we're Interesting. good. We're fine. We'll just, we'll go to 14. It's fine. Yeah. Let's just not count anymore. It's all made up anyway. So um, let's do some stories. I'll do mine because mine's quick and fun and easy. There is a townhome project that is for sale, like maybe a two or three minute walk from me, brand new. And we don't have much new construction, so I've been watching it and we drive by it. It's this shortcut on the way back to our house. So seeing the progress is fun and they look really nice. But here's the thing that is weird. They have a sign spinner company they contracted to. Yeah, just, yeah. Bang your head on the key- keyboard, slam your fist like on the, the steering wheel. Like the human person standing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spin- you know, okay. sign spinner. Like a really like, you know, top-notch looking person that you'd trust with your kids <laughs> to watch or like, no, you wouldn't trust this person to do anything with mm-hmm. anything. I'm like, why would you hire this company? And mm-hmm. I pass by them every Saturday and Sunday. The spinner is out there standing there in the heat, 90 something degrees. I'm like, that's torture. This poor person having to sit out there mm-hmm. like four or six hours at a time. Mm-hmm. They have no teeth. And this is, I'm not, <laughs> I sound very negative. I'm coming from the perspective of this is your brand and reflect reflection of your yeah. brand. This is an interaction of your brand. It says, I'll call the name out. It says golf wind homes and a sign looks really nice. And next you have this person holding it who maybe hasn't made the best choices and that's where they're at in life. I don't know where I'm assuming a lot there, but you would not be wise to say, Hey, I'm gonna hire that person to represent my brand. Yeah. It's so weird to me. It's so strange. And the rest of the marketing really isn't that bad. Like the content they produce like on Instagram and social, um, to, to show the homes off and their pictures are actually pretty decent. It's like, why did you make that decision? This is yeah. so strange. 
it, yeah. it makes me think of, I don't, I'm doing a plug real quick, but for Carla's presentation at the summit, it's about consistency. And that mm-hmm. is like being inconsistent with your brand. Every, everything is reflective of your brand and everything from the people you hire to choosing to do a sign spinner in the first place. Um, all of that yeah. is reflective of your mm-hmm. brand. And so that is that showing that you're lacking consistency can reflect a lot on and raise some red flags for people when they're pursuing working with you as a brand. Yeah. And that's the we, first perception is that we or first know, impression. Yeah. We don't know the background of this story, but it sounds like it could be that the salesperson in that neighborhood was maybe given some leeway to make some decisions or do something. It sounds like something an onsite salesperson may want, but maybe not. Maybe your mom. Yeah, I want to know. I think we are going to tour the model home this weekend just to go see it. Find out more. Go Come undercover. back and report. I'll go undercover. I don't think they know me. Um, hopefully not. They're like, I listen to the podcast and you're now <laughs> on <be> funny. <laughs> my poopy list because you, you were. Wig? Um, I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. So does that count? I don't know. I'll shave my beard off. They're like, oh, look at this little child coming in here. Oh, yeah. precious. No where's your mother? see that. No, I don't even want to see that. I did. A, I'll, I'll do the mustache. I'll do the mustache one time. There you go. But I'm like, oh, the sign spinners. And I feel more that most people are like, this person's in this heat. Oh, my goodness. Like, how? why would you do that? Versus mm-hmm. like, I think that would be the first thought versus like, oh, that person looks like maybe not you know, the most trustworthy. Where'd you find this guy? Yeah. They'll be like, you really paid this person to stand out there in the heat for that long? Like, where's their cooler? Where's the water? Where's their what umbrella? If- what if you're saying that and it's like the owner's son or something? Oh gosh, I'd feel terrible. And there's like some challenges there that, and this is actually like a good job for the person. I would, I'd feel pretty okay, bad. But that's also horrible if they're not hydrating them. Like say there is like this beautiful store background story of like, they help this guy out and he's out there spinning this sign yeah. with all he's, he's got. He's not very skilled. Hydrate so, him. Hydrate now. Him. It's There's some Gatorades out the, the window. Some propels, whatever it may be. Get my camel back. Like Yeah, hook them up. Hook them up. But yeah, it's it is strange. But I a, a while back I'm like, why didn't they just pre-sale? Why didn't they just pre-sale? Um but oh, I yeah. can see like, all right, maybe they wait, they could, you know, hopefully prices are still going up. There's very limited land where we are, so maybe that is maximizing profit revenue. Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll find out the story at some point, I hope. Julie, but it's interesting, you, yeah. like from a case study perspective of your local person who has seen these homes go up, you know, it's rare that new homes are going up, albeit single family or townhome. So you're mm-hmm. watching it. You're watching, you're waiting. Yeah. And maybe you're in the market. So you try to join a list or you've tried to reach out. And then that urgency is kind of killed when you see something that's like, wait, maybe it's not as nice as I thought it was. So yeah, it's, it true. is an interesting case study. And they had some goofy stuff with their Zillow, but that could be another, I'll save that for another story. Just some perception of like, oh, that price yeah. looks so much lower than it actually is because it hits a different number. Love you. We'll do that one next week, I guess. Julie, what do you got? Yeah. So we always talk about how we kind of hear the same things over and over this week. For me, it's been builders saying that home buyers are coming in and asking for everything. They want, you know, price off a home and they want all the um, extra added features and they need an extra room and they need, you know, just all the things. And so um, it was interesting because some were builders who were really struggling in the last month or two, and some were like still doing okay and still hearing the same thing. So I have no data on this. So this is my theories. So y'all can 
y'all can disagree with me if you don't think okay. so. I, like I think one could be that um, there's a perception by some people that maybe it's a buyer's market right now, um, whether in their market it really is or not. So they feel like, ooh, they're desperate. Like I should ask for more. And I don't think we are helping ourselves by like putting all these kind of um, flash sale things on our websites. You know, I think that mm -hmm. makes it look even more like they can ask for those things. My second is, and I think Kevin mentioned this on, on one of the meetings that if pay, people are going to, my Oklahoma accent almost came out right there. Did y'all hear it? If people, I need um, to know. <laughs> if people are paying 7% or over, then they're like, mm -hmm. if I'm going to pay this much, I want to get everything I could possibly want. Like, I don't want to settle. If I'm having to pay a premium right now and, yeah. you know, max out my monthly budget, then I want everything I want. And then my third theory is maybe if you just have a lot of nationals in your market and the nationals builders are starting to like throw stuff at people because they're just trying mm -hmm. to get it off their books. So that's my theories. What what do you all think is making people all of a sudden come in and start asking for more, more, more? Well, I love what you said about like that high level messaging, you know, on the website, screaming different sales, because I think it connects to what Andrew was talking about and how the perception that we're showing people, right? The perception that we're giving off. And it's this, it reeks desperate in some cases when at uh, the high level, like the early part of the, the sales funnel, you're saying, oh, we're going to give you this and we're going to give you that. Well, then people are going to naturally push, especially when they're seeing all these things in the market about how terrible and how historic this market is. They're going to try to see if they can, if they can get more out of it. And on average right now, I think the national average is 6% in concessions on spec homes. And there's some people probably more likely the, the big box builders or um, even in like the, the markets where people are having a bit of desperation where they're giving 9% or more in concessions to people to get these homes moving. So I can't blame the buyer, but at the same time, we have to be aware on the marketing end, what message are we sending to people and how much are they going to push back and what are they what are they going to take psychologically from this message? And I think a lot of the salespeople haven't ever had to deal with this probably if they're have just been in the role in a, for a few years, I mean, before COVID and all of that. So it's also, mm -hmm. I think, um, training people on how to deal with that if they come in and just want everything. Oh, absolutely. It takes a lot of creativity from the sales side of things of how to I think the skill of negotiation has somewhat been lost through the process of COVID and people are slowly on the sales side from what we hear trying to get it back. But it's, you know, this isn't something that they've run into before. And it's really truly unlike anything any of us have really run into before. So there's a whole different bag of tricks that they have to start developing on the on-site side. And a lot of that is just core creative negotiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I think, um, well, one, do we think it's a buyer's market or a seller's market? This is just poll. Well, yeah, I, almost I don't even a know. Little... It's like a, it's think... a market. Like... Yeah, I it it's a market. I think it depends on the market. And I think that, um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a buyer's yeah. market. It's just it's so dependent right now on where you are and what's happening, I think. Yeah. That's... It depends on who you talk to. A seller mm -hmm. is going to tell you it's a seller's market and a buyer is going to tell you it's a buyer's market. And yeah. it's just because it's a different perception of reality in either direction. And 
like you guys just both said, it really depends on where you are, truly, yeah. too. Definitely. And supply definitely. is still low, but demand is pretty low, too. So it's just a different, mm -hmm. a different market than we've seen lately. Yeah. You're saying that, Julie, made me think of that. I'm like, well, what kind of market is this thing? Like, it, it's, it's almost... <laughs> Well, I don't even know what's happening. Um, but An what, identity crisis. <laughs> identity crisis. Where, who am I? I don't know. Midlife crisis. But it made me think about like, so when prices were going up, they were going up because it still fit the monthly payment, right? Like, we'll just keep bumping the prices up because rates are 3%, 3.5%, 25 whatever percent. You uh -huh. kept going up because it still fit if, you know, the amount of people that can afford 2500 per month is X. Cool. Let's just mm -hmm. keep going until those, you know, it's going to siphon off, siphon off as far as the amount of people. And we're really in the same spot. It's just like, well, how much less people can afford 2,500? And then they combine the monthly payment with the perceived value. And so they're like, well, we're not going to spend 2,500 or 28 or 2,000, whatever number it may be, if they feel like they're not getting the value out of it. So they're asking for more, asking for more. But it's always been about, at least my brain, this could be completely incorrect whatever they can afford per month is going to be that's your that is your market that's who you could sell to so if you have people coming in and their cap is 2500 in all your homes based on the average down payment based on what people can afford is going to be 2800 well there's very few people that can move from 25 to 28 unless they're talking about negotiation beth like are they actually being honest with how much mm -hmm. they have maybe they have another 50k over here they probably don't or another 10k over here or maybe they can move things around and just delay purchasing they could pay off that credit card or like oh their truck lease is gone in a few months maybe they could stage things where like all right they don't have a car for a little bit this is this sounds like fraud i don't know if the, i'm saying fraud but like let's not get a new car for a couple of months now you can afford this house mm -hmm. and if you need to get a new car later cool just just wait on that a little bit and all these conversations that are outside of my scope of of context but it's all about the monthly payment is what I feel like. So I think the value is where they're looking at Julie as far as they're asking for more because they feel like I'm not getting that much home at the payment that it has to be at 6% or 7%. Mm -hmm. Even so, they I'd rather rent here because I have all these lifestyle resort luxury amenities that are actually better than than buying right now. So I think marketing though, like I'm looking at a, um, a builder here, we're rolling back we're rolling back home prices over 250,000 in savings. Ooh, right? That's like kind of terrifying, right? That's like That's Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, rolling back. That's definitely rollback roll prices. Back. I think even the smiley face rolls. I think yeah. that's if I remember right. We're rolling back prices. But that's like, oh gosh, like why well, better negotiate? Like I better try to push yeah. the price down even if they don't offer. I think that's like training people to push the price down, try to get more, try to get more, try to get more. Um, yeah. And then from a marketing and a high level, like C-suite conversation of, are we priced right in the market? And are we, you know, we, there, we've seen builders that outprice themselves purposely yeah. and then had to roll back their pricing in order to better fit in the market and adjusting pricing may not be the solution. It, it depends, but, um, going back to what you were saying, Andrew, data was released recently that said post-tax median income wise, mm -hmm. new home buyers are spending like up to 70% of their income on housing wow. right now. I believe and it. And it's like, because they have to, if they need to move, right? Yeah, but that's where, have to. yeah. Exactly. And I, I still think builders are not uh, really marketing new versus used that well. Yeah. 
And that's, that's always been a thing. Like, I think we could probably go back five, 300 episodes ago, 295 episodes ago and be like, oh, we need to sell new versus used, new versus used. Like my example with the, the windows, hurricane. all your windows are new. The average hurricane decibels in your house will be 70 instead of 90. Well, that's a pretty, that's like chainsaw versus a, I don't know, microwave being on whatever the noise is at uh, the noise level for a hurricane. But I think that's still something that is still missed all over the place. Like new carpet, um, what's his name? Uh, Quint, Quint Lears would always talk about that. There's no toenails in our carpet. I'm going to go look at those. There's no, and you're like, oh gosh, that's disgusting. Or there's no this, there's no that. But you're like, oh, now that you say that, like lay on this carpet, like it is clean. No one else has been on this carpet for the past. This toilet hasn't leaked. This toilet Mm -hmm. hasn't leaked. Like all those things. I think that is like, there's tons of value in that without having to go down in price or add more or give more concessions. Mm -hmm. Just if we talk about it a bit more. Yeah. And in this market more than ever, existing homes are looking at new homes as their competition because there's so little existing homes on the market everywhere that they they have to. What fun. What a great market. It's like everything, everybody, uh, what's that on Reddit? Am I the beep? Like, and it rates, it's a a situation. It's like, well, you're the, I don't want to say the word because I I need like my own censoring. Starts with an A. (laughs) Am I the a-hole or not? And so then people rate the situation like, and this is kind of like, whatever, everyone kind of sucks here. Um, thing. It's not a buyer's market. It's not a seller's market. Um, Beth, what do you have? Um, well, on a happy note, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do some happiness regarding buyers You're and buyer. us being a buyer. We close on our home next week. So by Yay. the time that's so exciting. That, yes. It's, it's very exciting. And by the time that this episode goes live, we will be closing our home. We will be living in it yet, but we will be closed on it. And it was funny when we did our walk yesterday, like I said, that we had, um, we were talking to our builder and my husband was referencing like one of the first episodes that I mentioned us going through this process and, and building our home. And Kevin was like, he can get it done. How fast? Like, there's no way. And he did it. So man, shout out awesome. Charles. Charles Getting is it done man. on a tough lot. So I'm super excited. Um, what are you I'll most do... excited for at your, with your home? Honestly, it's like the home itself. There's a lot of things, uh, you know, the, the porch, if you've seen, the porch need I say more um if you haven't you need to go to my Instagram and find the picture of the porch and that experience um but it's just being settled like we're living in an Airbnb this isn't our space this isn't our stuff you know I miss our our pillows I miss the rest of my clothes I've been rotating through the same clothes for like three months now so I'm just excited to get the rest of our stuff back and feel settled as a family because we're supposed to be here at least three years, which is long-term for us. Yeah. So, and it could be even longer. So we really are just excited to feel settled. Hmm. That sounds like a Hallmark commercial, Julie. You could probably <laughs> really take that and make it sound really good. Feel settled. Let's write a book. Let's write a book Let's about that. It. Be at home. <laughs> feel settled. There's but, a lot of value in that. Yeah. You're, you're, it's like the journey's done. Like we arrived, like we're here. You could breathe. Yeah. And final content coming. So like I'll do a walkthrough of the house. I'll, nice. I'm going to try to get professional photos of the house once it's done. Cause once I, we move in, cause we live in our homes, it's going to be too messy. Like yeah. does not look like a model home. Our, the neighbor no. to us, he's OCD. Um, I mean that with all, all endearment, like he will mow his yard three times, like the same spot. It's amazing. His house is a museum. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's insane. I'm like, I don't know. People live like that. And he has guests all the time. But your Is house, our house, no kids. No, oh, he had, had kids. 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 kids make but a like, difference. Even like the, like, I feel like it's like, um, what's that in Christmas vacation where um, the neighbor next door, like their house is like all these things, everything's breakable. You walk in, you're like, oh no, this vase is yeah. six feet tall. I don't want to stand next to it. Yeah. So that'd be, that's a good idea. Get the pictures ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do any pictures during uh, the build as far as like to know where any electrical things are, or that's just not your, your level um, of commitment to that type of content? personal yes and no uh part of it is that we weren't local when a lot of that Mm. stage of construction was happening so we have a walkthrough video after electrical but it's a little darker you can't really see much because obviously there's no light and it's a video so it's not as high quality in this case um and the time of day we have trees blocking the sun too so like i could make it out and i have like a good idea of where things are and i saw it at frame and took some, a bunch of pictures at frame but could have done a better job but it's okay yeah. and my last overly personal question this is the first time you lived in the south you were in texas before no we've lived in the south for the south most before? of the time okay. my daughter was born in north carolina okay okay there we go that's that is south it cools down though but to me you have to have fans in every room is is that yeah. you okay no so um, here's the thing She's crazy. I know. No, it's actually part of it is budget. Okay. Part of it is like, we will put fans. a fan in eventually, but oh, the fans that like the vendor was charging for, like, I'm going to go and pay that. I'll, I can, I can put in a fan, Andrew. Your, your, your hubby's pretty myself. tall. Does he even need a ladder? He, okay. In this house, he will. Cause the okay, ceilings good. are very high, but nice, nice. yeah. Um, we'll put in our own fans in some places, but we have fans all on the porch. We have fans in like the main living areas. And then I'm the person that like keeps the air on like 68. Nice. At night. I like it. That was so. our first, when we moved in, that was the first thing we went to Home Depot or Lowe's. Mm-hmm. What I think pretty sure it's Home Depot. I think that's the thing growing up, you either go to Lowe's or Home Depot and that's just who you stick with your whole <laughs> life. I'm a Home Depot person. That's just I'm where loyal. I, I'm loyal to Home Depot. I want the floors that look like that. I want the orange and white signs. I think we bought like 14 fans and that was the first thing we did before we did wow. anything else. The fans are going in. Yeah. We need the fans. So Look, yeah. I'm just thankful for Labor Day sales because it's helping oh, us that's out. True. Right. It yeah. is. It's good timing. That's mm-hmm. true. Right it is perfect timing. We'll see if there's any uh, builder Labor Day sales. That'll be fun to watch. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen any yet. Hey, online sales specialist, your Do You Convert coach, Jen Barkin here. Are you looking for guidance, structure, and proven methods to help you set more appointments and create more sales? Then join online sales coach, Jesse Suggs, and myself. We are offering an intense two-day virtual training experience, followed by eight weeks of training and coaching through our online sales academy this fall. Jesse and I have been in your shoes, and we teach from our direct experience and years of coaching online sales specialists just like you. This will be hands-on and real world. No theory here. If you're interested, don't miss this incredible opportunity. Reserve your spot today by visiting doyouconvert.com. Well, let's get on to the news. We have this first one. This is a this is interesting um, from nahb.org. We love them. Zillow Redfin partnership increases exposure for new construction listings. So this one is interesting. Um, essentially, all your listings will be pushed over to Redfin, and Zillow and Redfin are being friends. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of shocking, but it's mutually beneficial. What do y'all think about this? 
Yeah. I think it's I think, exciting. I think it's a great thing. I mean, it, it sounds good. It's more exposure for the builders. I don't see any cons from our end on it. From builders. Yeah. And I think the big win from it is that they're syndicating the builder's content, not just the MLS listings. Yeah which is huge because that is the thing that was been, that was so hurtful to so many builders was like, no, we don't want to use the MLS. We want to have control over all the content and not it not be the MLS content. And so the fact that they're going to be putting the community pages on, which if you have your feed set up properly, then it's the content that you own from your own website. So um, that part is it, the like cherry on top. That is, that is really nice. Yeah. More exposure, the better. I like it. I think it's a it's a win for everybody. Zillow, Redfin, builders. Yeah. The whole Kudos. new home construction industry. Like the more I think we forget about that. The more people that see where it says what's out on sale, I think it says new construction. It's like blue and white text. Yeah. You start seeing that more and more and more. Like that just fuels the demand. Just like if you're car shopping and all of a sudden or this is opposite here, hurricanes and saltwater and Teslas apparently don't mix. So now there's all these not so great jokes about Tesla. They catch on fire, the salt water, apparently, and the batteries. I had no idea. There's been four Tesla fires since Tuesday night where I'm at in Pinellas County. I don't know what I'm talking wow. in my little Zoom box with my hands, which is like a foot <laughs> wide. But I'm like, oh, enough so that Lindsay, my wife, texted me, and we were looking at getting a Tesla next year. It's like, are you trying to kill me? All these Teslas are catching on great. fire. Now so I'm going to have like nightmares. The awareness. So, thank you. So just, well, don't go like in the water like a submarine this i think that's the that's the goal there but it just increases the awareness increases the demand just having it out there that much more which is great for for all builders so that's that yeah awesome. and i think like it's a good like we're getting recognition that we're important too you know what i mean yes. like we want to be seen more and like our content matters our listings matters our our homes matter everything that we do matters okay and so like <laughs> put us out there more man and, and right. it feels it feels like we were heard Right. We yeah, fine. it did feel like for a while we were getting buried on some of these sites by all the existing mm -hmm. homes and we would be like on another tab if you didn't do that. So, oh, yeah. yes, it does seem like now that um, new construction is such a big percentage of what's available and out there. Um, we're getting a little more love. That's nice. That's right. What is the um, the slogan for the builder show? Oh, it's right there. It's it's on my brain. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Mm, it's not all, in my brain. Mm, all homes start here. Oh, and people are like, cute. oh, that's cute. And then you think about it, you're like, oh, I want to say a bad word. Can I say a bad word? I'm not going to say a bad word. But you're like, oh, be like legit, like every new home. Some people are anti-development, right? They're like, not my backyard or whatever it may be. But you go, okay, so homes are going away. Attrition, just naturally, hurricanes. They're going away. All homes start here. So home building is so important. Like every new home starts with a builder. Like mm -hmm. the homes that are 50 years old, flash, you go, 2073 that home that's 50 years old with all the character at some point had no character or wasn't redone and painted 15 20 times so yeah just the awareness on new homes and just that i don't say respect that sounds a little weird and i'm like mm -hmm. like sucking up but like it's pretty important like new homes new homes are important yeah um let's go to some to me this is um maybe i'm spicy today a little spicy this one's you from real spicy i'm real, liking I'm it double caffeinated um maybe some from realestatenews.com um it's titled Maui Broker, Hanging Up on Vultures, Holding On to Hope. Um, so I read this and I'm friends with someone from Hawaii. We, we train together as, as often as we can. And I'm like, man, I, this like gets me fired up a little bit for some reason. Um, essentially, we had all 
they, not we, I didn't experience this, so I can't count that as mine, all the fires in Hawaii and just the developers and brokers and just investors, anyone trying to get that land, which is so limited and also so valuable and just kind of like disregarding, like there's people still like they can't go to their homes. There's the, what do they call them? I forgot that the zones you can't go to because they're still active burning all that. And they're already jumping in like vultures is what this article describes trying to pick up the land or houses that burned down. Um, what were y'all's feelings and thoughts on this? Um, they're in very complex word? history, very complex mm -hmm. history. So it's delicate. In one in word, one word ick. Ick, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, just sad. Like we, you know, it's we had had this conversation with a builder the other day and in prep for my summit talk, had this conversation of like, we forget that this is an extremely personal purchase and journey. Oh, yeah. And like these people are going through an extremely personal thing. And we're just like, people are just going in there and being grubby, you know? And it just, it's just ick. It's just ick. I understand it. I get it, but it's ick. Yeah, I get it too. Yeah. And then because of that, they put a moratorium on the land transactions, good. which is bad. Yes, it's good because they did it for a good reason, but then it's also bad for the people who really are trying to do, you know, a land transaction that was already happening or just trying to do business and get back to normal. So they're having to do it because of people doing wrong things and then it's slowing everything else down. So it's just frustrating that those people are screwing things up for everybody. <laughs> yes. it. Um, I didn't intentionally try to set up this way, but two minutes ago, I was like, we need this like respect for home building, all homes start here. And then this kind of goes, it's like, well, how can you say both things? It's like, but if we want that, like less of the attitude of not in my backyard or like, oh, developers are this or this, it's like, oh, this type of article, like doesn't really help. Um, even kind of forgetting about the, not forgetting about the history of like the United States to the kingdom of Hawaii and like mm -hmm. that history there, a lot of people in Hawaii have, you know, a lot of mistrust to people on the mainland and all that rightfully yep. so so then you have people from quote the mainland trying to come in and once again and their their perspective get this land this sounds like it's a little political but i'm not trying to be um political at all it's, but it's yeah it's really interesting reading it and the broker gives his stories about he's taking all the calls he's the one wanting to voice his thoughts and concerns and, and feelings to the people calling trying to buy the property that's burnt down while these you know he had i think had eight eight or nine agents in his office only two of them have somewhere to live and they're still working mm -hmm. probably because they have nowhere they have limited places where they can go so working actually yeah. might be like a nice break from wherever they're having to stay at and they're having people like hey i'm trying to get this house like just interested in buying it looks like oh and they're like are you freaking kidding me like I, i'm sleeping like in a cot at my mother-in-law's house like yeah get out of here literally um, the dust hasn't settled and no, been cleaned up and it's just yeah, yeah. it's sad it, it's like the roofing ads and flooding ads. We start to get like the day of the hurricanes. You're like, come on. Or especially mm -hmm. they start knocking the doors and they're like, oh. hey, let me inspect your roof. It might've been damaged. And you're like, get out. This mm -hmm. is insurance fraud. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> like yeah. most of the time, like, where are you from? I, we were... Yeah, they, they truly try to try to push you on that. Oh, let's see. We got one more from Inman. Did this one work for y'all? I know we had some trouble with, with getting that pulled up. Okay, so good. Good, good, good. Here we go. Let me get here. Homebuyer mortgage demand picks up for the first time in six weeks. Well, that's exciting. Which is 
good. I mean, it's it's up two percent. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like little, there's little many things that could like affect that, you know. So I mean, it sounds like it's exciting, and maybe it's exciting, but also I look at it and I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> That's <what's> interesting. <laughs> if we just keep like- setting up watch all this mortgage and housing news like every day they're like half a percent you know like they're celebrating every little like blip or change which I get but it's almost like okay like just like you said it's like you don't really have a reaction to it anymore yeah you're you're kind of numb to it or used to it or you're like this almost feels like um like a parent asking a kid so how's your homework going well I'm almost done I did so much better than last week just forget about that. I stayed behind a year and I'm mm-hmm. repeating the same grade because we're actually down, we're down 27%, but we're up 2% this week, um, which is, you always have to go deeper in the articles, which I did a post on, on LinkedIn. It seems like Monday or Tuesdays, I get in some mood where it's really easy to write. I'll probably start putting them on the website instead of just posting to LinkedIn so that everyone can, can see it. But like, you really have to deep dive onto like, if a metric is being shown, especially a single metric, like mortgage demand picks up. And that's applications. So applications increase two percent. You need more context to that than just one than just one number. Was yep. pretty much the whole intent of my my blog post. I, then I talked about like, well, you need to understand what is the applications. Is that unique applications? Maybe people are actually. I don't even know. Like you have to us tell getting the story. nerdy. Is this actually unique applications are up, or are people now applying to more than one place, and so applications are up because there's more applications being submitted. I don't know. Yeah. So are actually applications down? I don't know. Well, but depends on what you're comparing it to. Yeah, total applications could be up, but unique applications or household applications, whatever you want it to be tied to a person, could be flat, even up or down. Um, but I mean, this all seems positive in the right direction. Of course, interest rates are, you know, all over the place. Um, yeah, they're they're fun to watch. I, I follow Lance Lambert on Twitter for all my interest rate news. I think a lot of people do. He's like on it every day multiple times throughout the day um yeah it'll be interesting to see like when this podcast goes live what the latest article Uh, is or what the percentage you know what i mean i hope it keeps hopes keeps going up but it's the fall i mean if we look at just google trends or if you're um if you have home builder home builder data.com access like the seasonality Mm -hmm. is obvious this is the back half of the year it goes down that's just Mm -hmm. what it does it's just how it is yeah. So be interesting to see how that how that goes. But there's also inventory for existing homes is still all time low. So will it kind of counteract that? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Buckle up. Buckle up. We <laughs> want to go on to current favorites or did anything else pop up we should talk about? Because we only had three news articles. We kicked one out. Well, we had the, the we have a question. question of the week. Oh, question of the week. That's, how can we forget that? Did you see that one? I did. Who wants to read it? If you have it pulled up before me, that's good. Oh, I don't trust myself to read it. I'm like oh, going to no. fumble in like three words. You know, Julie's <laughs> written like 400 I'll, books, so she should probably I'll, read it. I'll try it. <laughs> it says, and we won't say the builder here, okay, um, but we'll say, uh, they say, I keep notes. thinking about social media and how feasible would it be for a home builder to try to monetize it? I wonder if you have any experience coaching home builders on this or would be willing to approach the topic on one of your podcasts. I'm not sure what monetizing could mean for us. Uh, when our core following on Instagram is real estate agents uh, and our posts are more brand and sales oriented. 
seems like we'd be able to monetize easier if our audience was made up of more vendors and subcontractors and we offer sponsored content to promote materials we use to build our home. So they're asking about monetizing, making money off of their social media accounts and posts. So hmm. I have lots of thoughts. Do y'all have thoughts? I, have so I feel many like thoughts. people, if you're, they're not watching the podcast recording, they should be right now just because of the faces that faces. all three of us made. I was like, I'm thinking how do we do that? positive? How do we be honest? First without... off, thank you for sending a question. That's oh, amazing. 100%. And we love it. Love and this it. is such a fun one that I don't think we've ever, I don't think we've ever talked about before. No. So if you sent this question, this is amazing. Thank you. And yeah, we have. I think we should build some parameters. Thought about this before. Like it's yeah. a natural thought that people have probably looked into of like people are making money off these platforms. Maybe we can extend our revenue and make some money off of this too. But let's think through it a little bit. Yeah. Maybe we focus on so let's let's define monetization. Um the the person asking the question stated that they're looking to sponsor based off of like manufacturer sponsors. So not trying to get like money from Instagram or Facebook or, or wherever. So like, Hey, we'll post your, I don't know, whatever brand faucets, Cole, Kohler, mm -hmm. 300 bucks. Cool. And they'll do a post about it or like a series of posts. So that type of monetization versus trying to get a hundred thousand followers and have you know million plus views on reels, which that seems much more daunting. Although they mm -hmm. should be doing the same things to get that amount of views. Cause if whoever's doing the buy essentially on their account, We'll be like, great, your reels get 400 views. Mm, here's $6 or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, And to be fair, we used to do this back when I started when like if we wanted to print a new brochure, sometimes there would be vendors come to us and be like, we will help you pay for that if you put things about our products in the brochure. You know what I mean? Oh. So this isn't a new, totally new concept. It's just new to this, um, this avenue or this distribution channel. But- I would look at what, what is your goal of your social media accounts? Is it to make yeah. money through avenues like that? Or is it to connect with your potential and current home buyers? So I think that would be number one, if yeah. changing the avenue is going to um, impact that in a negative way. If you start talking more to subcontractors and vendors, then you're not talking to your number one customer and audience who are home buyers. Number two, when you think of uh, monetization, you're thinking of giving somebody else those advertising eyes, but you are, you're advertising yourself with that. You may not think of that organic as like you're selling yourself, but that's your own space. So I think you need to protect that space. And then if you do want to do something along those lines, I would think of it more in the terms of a collaboration than mm -hmm. a monetization. So to collaborate with another social media account or something, um, I can see possibilities there. Mm -hmm. um, but the monetization, I can't see how that long-term would bring you more success to your home building goals than using that avenue for, you know, for your number one goal, which is, I'm assuming, selling homes. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, while it's tempting, we have to look at who we are on Instagram. Are we an influencer or are we a brand? And, mm -hmm. you know, it's the brand who collaborates with the influencer and pays the influencer 
for the posts, not the brand taking money to do posts for other brands. And so just knowing our role on these platforms, like you said, and, and how how we are perceived to the customer or the people interacting with us on these platforms is vital in that decision-making of if we pursue, because it is interesting, right? It's just like if you have a model home and you can link your model home furniture to a store and get a little bit of a kickback to, you know, sending them to the store to, for buying that product because they found it in your model home. Like it's an interesting concept to look into, but ultimately you have to know who you are in that scenario and who you, you are to your audience before you make that decision. And it's a dis- distraction. You know what yeah. I mean? Like um, it's just distracting you from your, your main goal. Yeah. I like the idea of the collaboration of like, you know, collaborating with the um, the brand who makes this faucet and I'm showing this faucet being used in a beautiful trend-setting brand new home versus, you know, me selling that faucet. Mm -hmm. You're still speaking to your home buyers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything to add based on what y'all said. (laughs) I have no idea. That was perfection. But I think the only thing I could add is we have this very expensive resource that's finite of time. Mm -hmm. And if you were to spend, let's say five hours a week dedicated to this, could that five hours, which five times 52, 200, say it's 200 hours a year be put towards something else that would have much higher revenue, much higher profit. And then for your career growth, because I assume this is the marketer that asked the question, um, could that then, could that 200 hours per year benefit them better for their career in some other way? And I feel like the answer is yes. Like I think learning how to grow the account, that's very valuable. Um, especially if you were to, let's say you're working with a regional builder and then you kind of went to national and you're like, Hey, I took this local builder, regional builder from 2000 followers to 20,000. Then you go work for a big builder. Like, Oh, well, you know how to do this process. That could be valuable. But Mm -hmm. I I think chasing, um, this is, I don't mean it offensive, but like chasing kind of like the pennies and dollars when you could, you're kind of ignoring the, the checks with the commas in them. I'm trying to get like. 200 bucks, 300 bucks when it should be like, we're trying to make 20, 30, 40, 50, a hundred thousand on, on selling other products. Um, yeah. I don't think the math adds up. Yeah. And just like the time, but it, maybe it could be a fun, um, if you have interns or you're just intern paid interns, I'm very, <laughs> I think all interns should be paid, but if you had like a team of people like, Hey, we have someone who's at X rate per hour, they're dedicated to this. They manage it and run it. Cool. That can make sense. But I would be weary of like someone that we talk to on a daily basis, um, like marketing coordinator, director, whatever their title might be like, Hey, I'm gonna spend a fifth of my week focusing on this. Like, Ooh, like you could probably have a lot more revenue driven activities doing something else versus that. But I think it's a fun idea. Like it's yeah. a good idea. Like it's fun topic. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to just putting it out there and asking it. Most people I think would not ask it. So yeah. Yeah. And I love talking about it. I think it was a great question. Yeah. Well, especially we see it in other industries all the time. Yeah. Like all, all over the place. But I, th- I think it is, we are industry so special. There's big revenue attached to it. So then one transaction, a lot of revenue compared to, let's say, you know, I'm, I'm in the fitness space. And so if you're selling like a supplement, you're like, cool, it makes six bucks per, per jug of whatever or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different thing when it's like, oh, that one transaction, $6, this one transaction, 60,000. Yeah. So. 
yeah, one transaction is important. Fun question, fun question. Move on to uh, current favorites or not so favorites. Beth, mm. favorite, not favorite. Oh, not favorite. I don't have a not favorite this time. Last time oh, I good. went on like some random like rant. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but this time I've had this like <clears throat> shout out to my cousin who is the reason why I'm addicted to this. But slice oh. baguette. Okay. Okay. Baguette. Ready? So how, do you pronounce French. It? How, how do you pronounce it? For well, Julie definitely knows. I'm going to pronounce it wrong and everyone's going to make fun of me, but like baguette, prosciutto, okay. like the yeah. prosciutto. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Prosciutto. Okay. And then goat cheese. I like goat mm -hmm. cheese. That one's okay. my favorite. And then hot peach chutney. Okay. Some spicy no. peachy stuff. Spicy and sweet. That's the beauty of mm -hmm. it. And then you have the salty. And when do you amazing. eat this? Yeah. Do you just good. like randomly? Um, I went on like a like a whole week where it was my lunch every single day That's <laughs> every day i just made a plate and i would like text a picture to carla and be like this is what i'm doing mm -hmm. yeah that sounds good it does sound good I need it it's at the so summit. good go try it everybody costco sells goat cheese in like a two-pack that's much cheaper than the grocery mm -hmm. store you're welcome yeah forget the grocery store and you go through the goat cheese okay we'll need a new recipe next week julie uh my not favorite is the back to school germs because mm, yeah. I have oh. the something that my son had, and then now I have. And my favorite took a big shot of Dayquil before this <laughs> podcast, took Nyquil <laughs> shot, last shot. night. And they were laughing. You probably can't see on the camera, but I drink a Coke, which I never do, but it looks like red wine. But I it's swear mine. it's not. <laughs> it's I not. swear. So that's what got me through. This This podcast is sponsored by Dayquil, Dayquil and <laughs> a little bit of caffeine. <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm funny. feeling good. Well, my new favorite is, I think last time I talked about how this, oh, geez, I'm getting wrapped up. This boom, this mic boom stand is terrible. Mm -hmm. It was on the floor next to me. Blue, okay. which is like a legit brand. That's like a hundred bucks, which I mean. I thought it was a, a cane at first. I was like, what are you doing, Andrew? <laughs> what happened to your legs? <laughs> What's wrong with you? So I'm like, oh, let's go premium, right? Buy once, cry once, just get it over with yeah. this best one. And it, it usually works well. But if the humidity changes or any of that stuff, then it starts to just, my mic will just be like falling down, falling down. So I'm like, all right, let me just get one of these cheap boom stands that you just really just, you have to lock in place. I haven't touched this really, I don't think since, since I put it in front of my face for the podcast. This was like a $20 knockoff one from China that someone bought 20,000 of, brought in a container, mm -hmm. shipped it to Amazon, fulfillment of Amazon, making a bunch of money now. And boom, this is great. It's my new favorite. I don't even know what brand it is because there's like 30 of them that are the exact same thing on yeah. Amazon. Just and you just pick the one that's like going to show up the next day. Mm -hmm. um, so that is exciting. So that's my favorite. Um, my least favorite was, I, I don't know what it is. We have three Starbucks. Oh, geez. Where I'm at, there's a Starbucks within five minutes. Like every corner has a Starbucks where I'm at. So from our house, there's three within five minutes. East, north, south, right there. Hurricane time comes i'm like well let's get our last starbucks before everything's shut down tomorrow <laughs> like you just know it's gonna be shut down all three of these places were closed it was like seven in the morning hurricanes oh. gets there allegedly the wind picks up at like 10 o'clock at night it's since covid it's so weird at least down here maybe they're all like this i have no idea the ones down here if they just decide to not be open or maybe like enough people don't make it on the shift or whatever they just close up no signs, nothing. They're still open on the app. So Starbucks, you're, Did you're making me frustrated. Did some people leave 
before the hurricane was like this one bad enough that some people it, left town. No, we didn't get the vibe. There really wasn't many um who did the evac our evacuations, if you're familiar, like it's like mobile homes. Okay, those are mm -hmm. evacuated. Nursing homes are usually evacuated depending on where they are. And then like if you're on the beach because they closed the bridges are evac evacuated. But like most people didn't board anything up. There wasn't like it really was like, ooh, it's here, but like it was pretty calm. Like the vibe. If you go to the store, there's no water, but that's kind of like the usual thing. There's no water and like random mm -hmm. stuff that just is gone. But it wasn't the same tense feeling like when we had Irma a while ago where we're like, mm -hmm. oh, this is serious. And everyone's kind of secretly freaking out. So I don't know. Duncan was open. Chick-fil-A was open. McDonald's was open. Every other place was open. But Starbucks? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, well. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to become a member for free of Do You Convert's all-access community app for home builders and developers. Watch behind-the-scenes videos from the podcast, frequent exclusive postings, and analysis from the DOIC team, access to private hangouts, and much, much more. See you all next week. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one? Or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doyouconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peek, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.